0: The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To
1: end policing, as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. Eleven people shot in just eight
2: hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the
3: police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Yeah, all right, it's fight weekend here in Jacksonville, Florida. What's going on, Island Girl Cigar Bar, Punta Beach? Since there's like three. Fucking places around this city. Uh, tonight we're all in town for First Responder Weekend with the Valor Bare Knuckle fights. We got Ken Shamrock in the house. Kenny from the block, Ken Shamrock. You know him, the big UFC legend. Come on up here, sir. Come on up here. Listen, I'm the one that's afraid. We got a lot of first responders in the house, and I a lot of fire uh, firefighters, right? Is there any firefighters in here? No, no, just mostly cops. Lot of cops in here. We are the Fair to stop podcast channel, the number one channel where first responders go to be informed and entertained in a time where uh, mainstream media holds us back and you guys don't really get to speak your language. We do it for you with five shows a week, six different hosts, all first responder related, but not something that you don't want to hear in your cop car. We've got comedy on Monday nights with society and culture so that you don't sound like an asshole to your civilian friends. I know you're like, who gives a shit what the Kardashians are doing? But you know what? Those guys at the barbecue, they want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about your dead babies and domestic violence all the time. So we keep you well-rounded on Monday nights. Tuesdays, we have true crime. That's for your wife, so you leave at home all by themselves worrying about you, and they're listening to murder and mayhem. That's what all the girls do these days. And so we give a little true crime to the ladies on True Crime Tuesdays. And then on Wednesdays, we have political news. I know you guys don't like to get political, but again, you got to have something to talk about at the barbecue. So we'll give you a little political news. And then on Fridays, we do our case breakdown. We have conservative ants in the house. He also does a show called Night Shift Top Secret Information, where he dives into conspiracy theories, top secret information, aliens, paranoia, paranormal stuff, all the things. Um, and what is that? And Paranoia, yes, yep. Uh, follow those guys. And then uh, on the network, we have other First Responder-related shows like Getting a Grip on Things podcast. We also have Anti-Hero podcast with uh, Street Cop Tyler over here and then a Delta Force Green Beret operator uh, who owns First Responder Coffee Company and Cigar Company in their back. Give them a shout-out. So that's who we are. But this weekend, it's all about you and bare-knuckle fights. Dude, you gotta be a certain kind of messed up to invent a bare knuckle fight. That like, doesn't it seem a little sadistic? A Absol- little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely, man. I love fighting, eating, and sleeping.
3: <laughs> I would hate to see like what your movie <laughs> repertoire looks like. Like, what what is what are the DVDs in your in your rack look like at the at the house?
0: Yeah, it's, there's a section for fighting, and then there's another section for fighting, and then there's another <laughs> section for fighting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, what, what made you want to do bare-knuckle fights, Valor bare-knuckle fights? What brought that up?
0: Well, first of all, I'm a fighter. Been fighting my whole life. Oh, <laughs> so, but, but no, really, it did come from the desire of fighting and then having to leave the octagon. I didn't want to. I loved the fighting part of it. So in order for me to stay involved in it, I had to go into a different direction. Instead of being in the ring fighting, I had to be the outside and actually putting the show together, so others can kind of feel the same thing I felt when they were fighting. So that's really how it came about. Was just a desire to stay involved after I got done fighting.
3: And how psyched are you about tomorrow night's fight?
0: Yeah, you know. Um, are you nervous? Are you like? No, do you feel nervous at this point? I, I don't because I think that we have a great team, uh, a valor team that's done everything. Um, At the highest level and we've done uh, pretty much all of the groundwork. I feel good about where we're at I'm excited. I I feel the buzz in this town I've been here for a a couple days now, and I'm kind of feeling that buzz that the word is out there So listen, we've done everything we got to do. We're gonna have fights and uh, people are there. They're there
3: Well, I know tonight we uh, Tyler and I saw some some major shit talking going up on the stage Uh, I think Tyler was trying to get in on it as well.
4: No Uh, way, who are you
3: taking for tomorrow? That was the most emasculating
4: day of my life was that that
3: weigh in, dude. Those are some
4: savages, man.
3: <laughs> Those guys were Those angry. are what
4: we call taser candidates because I, as soon as they rip their shirt off and, and flex at me, I'm like, I'm not going hands on with that dude, man. No way.
3: Yeah. That one guy we there was one guy there. He kinda looked like a like a like a young version of Vanilla Ice, you know, like a UFC Vanilla Ice, you know the guy I'm talking about with the blonde yeah, hair? Yeah, but much meaner. Much meaner. Yeah, listen, when that guy was like screaming and flexing, yeah. we were both just kind of like, yeah, that's the guy that you're like, no, damn, no. no. Like, he's nope. Listen, he's yeah. uh, he's gonna turn himself in in the morning. We're just gonna let yeah,
4: that guy go. Yeah, I'm gonna call it's the like, ambulance for that guy.
0: That, that's when you let him go? Elijah, can you turn
3: up the, uh, the, the speakers? Somebody in the back wants a little turn up on the speakers over there. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Look, we got some NYPD guys up in the house. Uh, Where is my NYPD guy? Where is he at? Oh, fucking like a true New Yorker, not even listening. He's over there shopping. Come on.
4: like. Yo, keep shopping. Walk away from
3: Balenciaga over there and uh, (laughs) come grab a mic over here. Uh, This guy was in 9-11. That's what the rumor. He looks like a guy that was in (laughs) 9-11. That sounds like an insult, but it really wasn't. (laughs) Hook this guy up with a microphone. Uh, Doesn't he look like a New York cop, though? Doesn't he have that yeah, like look copper? Looks, like,
0: looks like one of those guys that are in the Valor Baron Uncle so look, at, look at him, man. Hey, he's got the look.
3: <laughs> look, I told
4: him. I said, "Hey, hey we, we got
0: a we got an opening." Yeah, you need you,
4: you just need some neck tattoos, bro. Nah,
0: Yankees kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yankees kid.
3: Say that in the mic. Say it in the mic.
5: Yankees kid.
3: Why do you guys talk like that?
5: Like what? Like that. Like what?
3: <laughs> like that.
0: Dude, careful, man. He might just come over the table.
5: Hey, oh, man, sure, <laughs> for
3: sure. <laughs> That's
0: why I'm talking. To you. I'm sitting next to you, so I can talk shit.
3: Uh, l- listen, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing this job if I was fucking uh, good at doing anything else. All I do is <sighs> talk shit. Uh, and so you were on uh, 9/11,
5: huh? Yeah, I was down there. I was Jesus. About four. Uh, talking right into the mic. Sorry about that. I was no, about four months uh, out of the academy when it actually no, happened. No shit. So I was about 24 year old kid, and that was my baptism by fire.
3: So your baptism was
5: September Four 11. months in On the street What yes. were you
3: thinking? Hey, what? I, really, I really wasn't thinking <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Didn't have time to think but,
5: Dude, um, I
3: would hate to be your fucking rookie uh, Why? Well, Because I would be like Oh man, yeah, this is crazy I go to go to like You're like, bitch I was in 9-11 <laughs> t- oh, No, no, no I'm, yeah, I'm, you, I'm no hero
5: The real heroes were the guys that, uh, that we lost down there Both from the police and So the are
3: riot. you still in law enforcement? Yes Holy well, shit How old are you? Don't how say old, it. How old do I look? <laughs> I, don't, you, I don't know. That's yeah. a lot of, you you, you <laughs> don't know it. That's a lot of night shifts. So you, like, you could be 55
5: or you could be 28. I don't know. I ain't 55. <laughs> I ain't 28 either. No,
3: dude, listen. You're still going strong. And you were at 9-11, man. Somebody buy this guy a fucking beer, right? 9-11? Are you serious? Right, right. Buy him a beer, man. Hey, thank you for your service. No, and thank you for all guys. you do, man. And
0: thank you. Thank you for keeping uh, you us safe. We appreciate it. Hey, also, you too, we still have an opening. <laughs> Are you gonna go to the fight?
5: Uh unfortunately I'm working, but uh what? Work, I a fight. The <laughs> work the fight. I, I wish it was that easy. It's just <laughs> not that easy, my friend.
3: Oh, hey, well, we appreciate you keeping us safe while we enjoy the fight tomorrow night. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks Chimp. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. So a lot of breaking news going on in US. Yeah, give him a round of applause. 9 11 Are you fucking serious? It's not every day that you get to, like well, one, it's not every day that you get to meet Ken Shamrock. But it's also not every day you get to meet somebody that was a first responder at 9-11. Hey, so man. two really big deals in here tonight, yeah. and, uh, and that's what makes all this so special and bringing people together for the Valor Bear and Uncle fight stuff. It's, uh, it's a magic moment. What made you choose first responders to, uh, to really push for on this fight?
0: Well, it's, you know, I don't want get, to get too much into it, but like when I was a kid, you know, I went through group homes and got stabbed and ended up getting locked up at a young age, 10 years old. This time I was 10 years until I was 18, I was in group homes, in and out, so what really helped me was, you know, the same kind of thing that you see with the PAL program, where they go out and try to help kids find their direction and being able to vent their anger into sports or something positive. It's kind of what happened with me, whereas I had somebody help me find the direction into something positive, which happened to be football and wrestling, I was able to vent that anger and I became important or relevant. Before that, I was just a punk kid on the street. So. I feel like it's an opportunity to turn around and give back and, 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 and align myself with people that have that kind of um, passion to be able to help kids and also just help people. So I think with everything going on in the Society Day, it's just I think it's good that we support our first responders and our FOP, uh, and especially in things like with what we're doing, fighting and all that, because it's important that people know that we're behind them, period.
3: Yeah, it's great because, you know, as, as former first responders, it's, there's not a lot. There's not yes. a lot of people. There's
0: people that put it on the billboard. There's people that don't like,
3: <laughs> you know you know what I mean? But there's nobody that's really living it. And I feel like working with you guys, talking to you guys, like you guys really mean it. It really does mean a lot. Hosting your way in at the FOP. Right. You know, that's special to these guys. It's, it's like super motivating. That's why you got a lot of... St. John's County cops back over here, and and, uh, and we really appreciate it. Listen, breaking news uh, in the UFC world, and we don't have to no. get into too much, but, I mean, it's big news. Everybody's talking about it, and that's what we do on first Stop is is inform and entertain all the, the first responders because they're not watching mainstream <laughs> media. But there's a lot of chatter on the X's, formerly right. known as Twitter, and I hate saying it, about yeah. the uh, the Bud Light debacle, the $100 million deal for the UFC I mean, I know, I, I know you probably don't want to get into it too much, but I, I mean, we gotta ask. What, what is your opinion on that? Is it good for the UFC? Is it bad for the UFC?
0: It's it's difficult because I think it's always that argument with fighters and promoters um, whether or not there's enough money being being paid to the fighters. And you know, as we're as we're seeing, most UFC fighters are making all of their money by doing these these mixtures of celebrity boxing matches, and they're making more money uh, in their uh, whole career in one fight than they did uh, their whole time in the UFC. So there's definitely some unbalance there. And by having deals like this that happen, that absolutely none of that money is going into any of the UFC pockets, the fighters, yeah. I think that there's, there's got to be something there that's going to balance that. So, and again, it's always going to be a battle between a promoter and a fighter on whether or not they're getting their share.
3: Yeah, and you've always been a great promoter and a fighter. Obviously, you had to be a great promoter to make it to not only the UFC, but then into WCW, so you know a lot right. about promotions and things, and that's why you, you come over here. I think as a consumer of the sport, I, I think a lot of people are going to feel let down over that deal. I feel like there was a sellout that Whether it's true or not, I know Anheuser-Busch owns lots of other companies that I, that I enjoy those beverages and those beers. I thought maybe, I, and I think I speak for a lot of people, is that maybe they could have pushed Anheuser-Busch and not so much. Because like, it seems like more of now it's a statement. It's like it, they're putting a line in the sand. And we've got too many lines in the sand as it is. We just want to go and watch fights.
0: Yeah, but you know what? There's also this thing where it's, it, it feels like that it's when a, when a company gets so big that you just can't stop it. And so a lot of these guys just have that hard, you know, line in the sand of just like Nagano, you know, he's fighting, you know, he's going outside of the UFC to make money because he can't make the money he needs to there. So there's just decisions that they have to make to be able to go out and make that money. And unfortunately, UFC is too big to change their model.
3: And I think it's great that you guys are going back to kind of the roots of making it about fighting. And that's what's great about Valor Bare Knuckle Fights is that you guys are... Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, listen, I'm a layman here, but like
0: no gloves, <laughs> no clinching, yeah. no ropes. And this is going to be a bloodbath tomorrow night. Well, and that's a great thing. I said visually it's when you watch it, it seems like it's much worse than it is because you're watching something that's happening instantly. There are cuts, lacerations, broken hands, broken noses, and there's a lot of blood. But long term when it comes to that brain damage, and this is what I try to stress and educate, and that's what we're doing, is educating the fan base as we go, that it's actually less dangerous for brain damage when you're not using gloves. Using gloves causes much more brain damage because guys can fight through that and take 100 punches and that means that brain is bouncing off inside of your head 100 times as opposed to getting knocked down after 20 punches right so imagine your brain being bruised 100 times instead of 20 times
3: makes a lot of sense i, I think that was a uh, the kind of the big argument with rugby you know and right. when you when you don't have pads you can't hit as hard as you want to because it's going to hurt you equally so you right. have there is a balance and and, 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 and that's, that's a great way of thinking about it. And it's not something that, uh, you know, I, I'm glad I was educated on it. And well, I'm break this down. Think
0: about this. When, when boxing first came in and also the UFC came in and they went to put gloves on somebody, why did they put gloves on them? Was it to protect the head? or was it to protect the hand? <laughs> that gives you your answer right there. Right. It wasn't the head they cared about. <laughs> I really enjoy that we're
3: getting back to the, the fighting of the, the spirit of it all. Yeah. Um, and so, the, you know, I, and I, maybe this is good for you guys because I think there, I, I think there's a lot of UFC consumers that are going to be looking for something else going forward. They're going to want something that's more grassroots because, you know, let's face it, UFC fans were all about the grassroots this stuff. Yeah of UFC, that's where you came into play. I mean, as a child watching you fight, like it was it was so new to everybody that we were just enamored by the whole thing. And I think UFC is almost losing that feel now. And that's gonna kind of carry over into Valor Bare Knuckle Fighting.
0: It is, and uh, you know, some of the things that we've done uh, in Valor is that we pay attention to social media platforms and things that are capturing people's attention, right? So most of the things that people are sticking to and watching are from six seconds to 10 seconds. So they, they're not really paying attention to anything that drags on. So when you look at USC and you look at boxing, those things haven't changed at all. They've stayed the same. They've not modified any of their rules. When you look at football, they, they've basically taken out hitting the quarterback. They've taken out hitting receivers, defenseless receivers, so as they're allowed to score more punch, score more touchdowns because it's causing action, and it's making the fans engage more. Same when you watch baseball. They put a pitch clock in because right. it's too long in between pitches. It's so the best move in sports of it, all time. It, it's, it's engaging the fan base, and so that's what we're doing in fighting, and when we're engaging these rules with no clinching and no cages and no ropes is it's forcing action to happen now.
3: Right. Yeah, where I'm really, really excited, guys, it's not too late to get tickets tomorrow night for the Valor Bare Knuckle fight. Um, we've got to uh, keep you right here because we got a couple of guys that have some questions for you. Uh, conservative Anthony, come on up, conservative Anthony Go ahead and take this mic down here for you guys don't know this is uh, conservative Ant. he is a social media influencer. With over a million followers across the board on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and all the things, but when we're talking about fighting, Anthony, conservative Anthony, it. is fighting his own battles. Matter of fact, yet, may, or, anyway. may or may or may or not be a book coming soon. But uh, conservative Anthony uh, essentially had to essentially had to come out twice. Is that my microphone that's doing that?
1: I don't know but uh, well You
3: know, he says he comes out. He came out once as being gay in the '90s, and then what? had to come out again um, for being a conservative. Two thousands. So, uh, <laughs> like what's that? Two thousands '90s. Two uh, thousands. Yeah. So, I mean, you've had a battle on your hands not only being an openly gay man, but also being openly conservative. Yeah. It's
1: look. It's a, it's a whole different world right now. It's almost like it's okay to come out as gay or trans or different, um, but not for your political views. So I went against the grain, I still do. And um, I add a little bit of, you know, funny
3: to it. And that's what's great, I think it's what the world needs. And and listen, and I would say all your content's not necessarily conservative content, Um, It's very funny. All the conservatives love it, Um, but it's very funny. I mean, I do attack
1: Joe Biden a lot. (laughs) (laughs) To to be fair. darn.
3: Fair enough. Pretty easy. It's it's easy targets these days. Uh, Have you ever been to a UFC fight or
1: a bare-knuckle fight? You know, this will be my very first uh, UFC weigh-in fight, bare-knuckle fight. Like, I haven't done any of this before. I'm super excited because it's, you know— a lot of my platform not only is you know political and comedic but i do a lot to support the veterans as a civilian i do a lot for first you know i I have major respect for first responders and i bring that awareness to civilians because a lot of times not only our veterans but our first responders have nobody to talk to when they're dealing with all this stuff out there in the world and i want to make sure that they know that people do appreciate them because all they hear is that the media tells everybody that civilians hate the cops, right? And that's not true. And it's 100% not true. true. So, yeah, it means a lot to, uh, well, I'm a badge bunny, as you know. (laughs) You know what a badge bunny is, sir? I don't. A badge bunny is somebody who loves police officers just because they're cops. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're like into it a little, a little bit more than the average person. If (laughs) you, yeah,
0: hey whatever floats your boat, buddy.
3: Do <laughs> so you have to be so gay all the time? I had to get a little sass, you know, hey, a little, hey, hey, little
0: spicy. Like I said, man, whatever floats your boat. But now you know what boat. badge buddy means. So. Yeah, hey, yeah at right. least you Here won't walk all, around that going, that I'm a badge go go ding, <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, Kid's
3: like, oh, I support cops, too. I'm a badge buddy. We're like, no. no, yeah. he's oh, no, He's like, we can have to go again. Don't fall for it. Why did you pull
1: me over, officer? Um... You know, I do have a question for you because I—the the one thing that I noticed from being in that room, there's obviously a lot of testosterone, right? There's like a lot yeah, of, no. let's go, baby, let's go. Like, there's a lot of that. I enjoyed the weigh-in weigh very much um, for different reasons. Too much.
6: And yeah. Um, yeah. Think, uh,
0: but hey, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a free show, too, everybody. Have
1: a good time. Um, no, but, you know, when you when you see the, the two guys come face-to-face, I don't know this because I haven't been in that industry or in, in situation. Is it really them aggressively towards each other? Do they have a mutual respect for each other? How does that look after the fight?
0: Yeah, you know, especially when they're standing across from one another and you have them face-off. It's literally a competition. I mean, yeah. they both believe that they're going to beat the other guy. I mean, seriously. So when they're standing there, they're dogging the other guy, basically telling them you're going down. So both of them feel confident. After the fight, just like with anything, when that fight's over and one guy has won, there's usually a mutual respect because okay. what else can you do if you get beat? you got to respect the other guy. Now, there are some times where it's a close fight. And one guy probably believes he won, but he didn't get the decision. Oh. You might have a confrontation then, but usually, most of the time, when someone wins clearly, the other guy shows respect. So, what are you saying to them when you tap them? Because I noticed that there's,
1: there's their confrontation, there's the picture, yeah. and then there's something that you say to him. What do you say to them?
0: Yeah, because like we do this, the face-off, and they're talking to one another. One oh, yeah. guy saying, "I'm like, well, in this particular thing, one guy i am 'I'm gonna kick the shit out of you, man. Yeah, you ain't gonna know that. where you're at the next morning.'" And the other guy says, "Oh." You talk a whole life, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. so I let them go at it a little bit. And then I tap them and say, turn around and face the cameras. Okay. So and that's when they turn and they pose and do whatever they're going to do. And then I tap them one more time and they go. Cool. Yeah. I think
3: my funny, the funniest moment of the shit talking tonight was the one guy said you're gonna get your ass beat by an old man tomorrow. Yes. That was uh, his oh, name was Chad. I was
0: immediately a fan. He said, Chad, you right? Better not get knocked <laughs> out by an old That's man. He <laughs> said,
3: dude, I was like, silly <laughs> a fan. <laughs> yes! like, was, like, and he got the most applause. Like the yeah, other right. guy was John. He had like a yeah. good fan. But the one guy was like, you better not yeah, get knocked out. that was Wolf saying he's uh, gonna
0: kick the shit out. I'm gonna knock you out faster than anybody. And the other guy goes, you better hope you don't get knocked out by this <laughs> oh, old man. And
3: you know what? Know, I don't know if like a lot of people notice. I that he probably noticed, but
0: he's the only
3: one that mean? stood up there in his underwear the whole time. The dude never put on fucking pants. The old guy never put on pants. I, de- <laughs> uh,
1: listen, I definitely noticed that.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I think he was a little nervous. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he had the, like, seafoam green boxers. And my thing is, is if I know I'm getting in my underwear to flex in front of you, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to what my underwear look like. He wore seafoam green boxers. Well, you'll foam foam have to put socks in
0: your <laughs> underwear, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> what you're not supposed to do that <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're like 255.1 you're like hold on yeah out. yeah,
0: you gotta make way buddy pull it out
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, funny story is one time i was searching a guy and i said do you have anything in your waistband and he said no and i started patting him down and i felt something and i yoked him into the car and i said i said put your hands up put your fucking hands up and he's like yo yo what's going on i was like what is this stay there and i was like Send me some help, and he was like, "Yo, that's my dick," and I was like, "That is not your dick." He's like, "That," and then he bounced it. Uh, yeah. he bounced it, and I was uh,
0: like, "Oh, oh uh, that's your dick." We just, we just, we just we just, we just found you a good time tonight. That situation yeah. would go so different if I was a cop. <laughs> Yeah, like handcuffs when it came in handy. <laughs> so different,
1: man. I love police officers.
3: <laughs> so cool. He's, he's gonna go sign up for the academy like right hey, now. He, he backs the blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure do back the blue.
1: I listen. I got. anytime a police co- officer comes to my car window, and there was this guy, and, and he had a red beard, and he was very handsome, and he walked up to my. I was speeding, definitely speeding. And you know, I'm never nervous because I have, not, I don't have anything to worry about. So he comes up to the car and I already have the window rolled down and I'm going like this. <laughs> I said I like your beard. He's like, I'll
3: be right back. <laughs>
6: I we went to a squad I, I bought him a sticker uh,
3: when we started podcasting together. Uh, I sent him a sticker and it said, "Only gay cops pull me over." <laughs> I, I might put that on my truck, actually. <laughs> well, Anthony, we love you, man. We're Thank so excited I I that you get to it. join yeah, but, us for the fight. That
0: that, that, that <laughs> might you might get you some free tickets.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, listen, that's another show. All right, have a good day. All right, we got
3: uh, well, we got a couple more guests real quick for Kid Shamrock. We've got um uh, getting a grip on things podcast. Come on up here. James uh, by the way they got some free merch up here all you got to do is scan the code there and follow them on one of those platforms and you can have one of anything on their table there's hats shirts stickers posters there's all sorts of things um, uh, but James here they have a podcast uh, he, he podcasts with Mike the cop yeah who's probably the, the most famous police officer in existence uh, retired now from social media but uh, he was the og Uh, the first ever viral cop back in the Vine days. And uh, his son and James now uh, have a podcast, Getting a a Grip on Things. And James said, I've got one question that I have to ask that they did an entire episode that I got to be on. It was awesome. Uh, But he has a a question for you, and it was uh, in regards to what they talk about on their show, Getting a Grip on Things.
6: Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, Ken? Good, good. So, yeah, we've spent the past two months making content about men and masculinity. Um, So one of the things that we're, you know, that we focus on, Elijah and I, which is Mike the Cop's son, is that everybody's talking. There's a big thing with Matt Walsh, like, what is a woman, right? Did you see that? Have you looked into that? So basically the question is, what is a woman? A woman and our culture's having a hard time answering that. So Elijah and I... With all of the young people, and I would say anywhere from 18 to 30, there's a lot of men out there that are struggling with what a man is, what masculinity is. So, our content's been hilarious. Like, we've been, like, there's a teacher in Canada that's got triple D breast prosthetics, that's a man, and the kids aren't allowed to look at it. And if they look at it, they get suspended from school. So I'll tell you right now, even if it's a dude <laughs> with triple
3: D's, I'm looking. Right, right, no, I'm that's fucking like, looking, dude. There's the power, no set of tits like, I'm not hey, looking at. are you ever going to see
6: that again? No, but the, <laughs> oh, seriously, Google it. It's Kayla Lemieux. Look at Google that right now. And it's just like, it's hysterical. And I think he's a, I think she's a actual like shop teacher where she's working around sauce and they're like, they're like, hanging at their knees. And so this is like a real thing, right? Yeah, but right? first of all, is it she or he? It's, it's a man that's wearing prosthetic breasts. Okay. Uh, so... It sounds hysterical, right? But that's just it. Like, we even had Mike the Cop come on that show, and we were talking about it, and Mike, Mike makes a great point. He's like, look, how far, in the culture that we're in right now, how far is too far? And at this point, there's no edge. Like, it's, you can't go too far anymore because we've lost that standard, so...
0: Common sense?
6: The, yes. The question <laughs> that we want to ask you, because when people look at you, young men look at you, they see a masculine man like fighting and stuff. But I want to know... What is the most masculine thing a man can do, in your opinion?
0: (laughs) It's a tough one. No, it's easy for me. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I mean, like, first of all, especially as being a man... Someone disrespects my wife or a woman, I'm stepping up and knocking the shit out that's of them. That's
6: right. That's right.
3: No, that's... Damn. Dude, seriously. That might be the coolest thing I've fucking heard
6: all night. That's, that high five from over here. That, honest to God. And that's not happening, man. We're not protecting our women. And they do need... They need to be covered. They need to be protected. And so there was a, a profound thing that I heard. It kind of blew my mind. A guy said... He said the most masculine thing a man can do is to get married, have kids, and raise his family. And it hit me hard, because I got two daughters, right? And that's it's one of the hardest things to do. And our culture hates that right now. Oh, well, of course they do. Yeah.
0: That's it, Because dividing it means that they're separating the United States of America. They that's want right. this country to fall apart. You don't have marriages and couples, and you're splitting apart with no father, the family falls apart.
6: Everything. The whole thing. That was a great answer, by the way. And I agree you. with you wholeheartedly, brother. That... That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, that's about the only thing that we've been driving for the past few months. Uh, I don't really have, like, a whole lot of questions. No, oh,
3: yeah. We, was, we got one question for you guys, but we're going to ask Anthony. Yeah. That, uh, so, <laughs> because
6: Anthony is one of the
3: characters on their show, and he's absolutely golden. We'll, we'll get up here, and you will understand uh, what I mean. But really quick, I want to swap you out. We got Chandler over here uh, from Ink by Chandler. And this is a, a big-time tattoo artist. Uh, in town for the Valor bare knuckle fights. I'm trying to butter up cause I want to do a podcast while I'm getting tattooed at some point, but I'm a little girl when it comes to that stuff. So that's why I haven't got one. What, uh, how did you get into all this va- Valor bare knuckle? How'd you get from Kentucky to here this weekend? <laughs> and don't tell me a fucking airplane. <laughs> like I forgot
5: <laughs> a very short flight. Uh, no, we, uh, we made a partnership with Maddie, um, and we came into Valor uh, with our tattoo shop and uh, everything from there literally just kind of started falling in the cracks and everything just started coming together and we started meeting a lot of people and branching out. Um, Now we're expanding our tattoo shop to multiple states all around the U.S.
3: That's rad. What's the craziest tattoo you've had to give?
5: (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh... I would definitely say it was pretty early on in like my tattooing career. I was probably in a shop for like three months. I had a guy come up to me and ask me to do uh, big, bold, black lettering, honky all the way across his <laughs> neck uh, for his first tattoo. Told him I'd do it. No Everything was great. His wife wanted a tattoo also. Uh, went ahead, did his wife's. And uh You did his wife? <laughs> yeah. His wife's tattoo? tattoo? Guy comes yeah. in for a sweet tattoo and you do his wife? That's cop what a guy. <laughs> Definitely did his wife's tattoo And you got um, paid Listen, I want to get I'll, I want to get
3: FTS tattooed on my penis, but when it's hard, it says "failure to stop podcast network." But like all the way, I'm just kidding. That would never fit. That would That would, that would never fit. Listen, is he tattooed you? No. no. <laughs> do you have any tattoos? I have Kenneth no Blank. tattoos,
0: no piercings, nothing, man.
3: Nice, dude. I wish. That's because
0: if somebody's gonna put pain on me, I'm putting it on them. Oh,
5: <laughs> second most badass. Yeah, I'm thing not ever. tattooing kid. Fucking <laughs> night tonight. I'm not tattooing kid.
3: It's like <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> nails you. you know? <laughs> Look size this guy's fucking fist, too. Like, I'm telling you, I don't want any of that sauce. If I was a cop and I came to your house, I'd be like, dude, no, fucking whatever. You can go free. Uh, hey, man, we appreciate you guys. We're excited. When does the shop open up at St. Pete? Uh, St. Pete
5: should be open in about two weeks.
3: All right, two weeks. St. Yeah. Pete. If you're in St. Pete and you want to get tatted up,
5: <laughs> go head it
3: up. Uh, we got Brent, Delta Force Green Beret operator. Just got back in town. Owner of First Responder Cigar Company. Come on up, Mr. Brent. Oh, while Brent's on here, you said you had a question.
4: He's got a feminine walk.
3: <laughs> That's
4: oh, not what it makes to <laughs> be a man. Say, just say
2: that over the mic, will you?
0: <laughs>
2: you must have been watching someone else walk
0: up here. <laughs> He's like, old man, up now. There's masculinity. <laughs> Brent, what's going on,
3: man? You, uh, you've got a podcast now, Antihero, and some waves. Obviously, you uh, you came out of the gate swing I don't think you meant to, but you did and it was awesome and people can google it. Uh, he had a feud with some other uh, operators and it was it was actually I actually learned probably more from that argument than I, than I've learned from other podcasts and, uh, and I totally understood it. What was your was that your intent the whole time or did it just kind of happen that way
2: So he's, he's, he's referring to uh, our podcast with uh, or about. Rob O'Neill, who claims to have been the only guy in the room to shoot Bin Laden when that's just not the truth and uh, how it happened. So we we exposed him and we walked through it, you know, uh, basically line by line. I thought it was line. great
3: because you, guys had, you had, like, real, de- like, you had uh, lie detector folks on, uh, detectives on, you had other team guys on that really right. broke it down. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, it, not to take away from Rob O'Neill that he was there and he did a great thing, but, you know, the truth of the matter was that, uh, he, you know, he, he was not the one who killed Ben Laden,
2: right? And, and I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, the, the guy had a 20-year career, Navy SEAL, SEAL Team Six. He was on the raid. He was, you know, he was in the room with four other Navy SEALs when they killed him. Um, but in the, the day, you you can't lie and say I was the only one there, make millions of dollars off of it, oh, and, and and not have someone eventually say, "Wait a minute, that's not." How and I happens. thought it
3: was great that it was you because you're a Delta Force operator, tier one operator, and uh, you didn't do it for clout. You didn't even mean to do it. You were simply on a podcast that they were talking about Robin Neal And you're like, yo, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> <My> bad. Bad. <laughs> he was like, hold on, hold on. You know that that guy didn't kill fucking Bin Laden, right? And everybody was like. Hold up!
2: Yeah,
3: um, and it caused the whole thing. Rob O'Neill got involved, uh, but then he wouldn't come on the show. And I was yeah. trying to work every angle I had uh, because I, I was in contact with their network, and being uh, that you guys had just kind of signed on with our network, I really wanted to make that happen because I wanted to look like a rock star. We can still make it happen. You <laughs> wouldn't yeah. do it, He yeah. wouldn't
0: come on. Yeah. You wouldn't come yeah. on. Yeah. And you got a DUI that weekend. He yeah. wanted. He wanted. He wanted to say he shot him, right? He, he, that <laughs> I guy, did. That was, me. <laughs> that was <laughs> me. That was me. All, all me. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I, he gets me a million dollars,
3: I'll say whatever. Bud Light.
0: Come on! Yeah, sponsor that was me. the show. That was me. <laughs> I'll put their fucking logo yeah. everywhere.
3: I'm, like I'll sell out for fucking twenty dollars. <laughs> Buy me a beer. I'll sell out right now. Buy me a pint. I'll fucking
6: drink it. I'm I kidding. got no
0: shame. I have zero shame
3: in this game. How did you start first uh, First Responder Cigar Company? What made you come up with the name First Responder Cigar Company?
2: Uh, after a twenty-year career, you half of that as a Green Beret, half in the Delta Force. Uh, I got out and I started training cops and, and SWAT teams uh, all over the country, and. Uh, I didn't expect SWAT teams to be funded like the Delta Force I mean it's no secret we we are well funded and that's an understatement and as as they should be um, but the resources that our first responders had the resources that you know the guys who who are protecting our communities the most uh, were lacking and uh, I felt like I had to do something to, to correct that and that was that was my answer to it was first responders coffee company and first responders cigar company where um, yeah, twenty uh, percent um, um, of our uh, sales, if it, of any sale, twenty percent goes to uh, back to first responders. Um, everyone told me that is way too much. You cannot survive as a business giving away that much. And we turn one year old in November, and uh, we're not closing anytime soon. Good job. And, and doing what uh, what we said we would do. I do. I love it. I oh, like man. smoking
3: on the uh, the cigars. I like that you guys are podcasting together, having a Delta Force operator and a street cop coming together to break down current events. It's a really great perspective on things like Uvalde, right? Like all of these things that have like Yo, a very technical you got a lot of hate breakdown. on that one. I did, yeah, but I didn't have a Delta
4: Force
0: <laughs> I operator. I don't now. think he cares, though. Yeah, I don't give oh, a fuck, I yeah,
3: well, yeah, always black the blue. Nobody knows what it's like to stack on those doors. I'm not. My my only take on that was I'm not going to call them cowards until I see the full report. It's all I said. A lot of People were angry, called me, you know, said that I I, uh, worship the blue or whatever. No, I do it with every case. I mean, we got a mass shooter out right now in Maine. uh, But they haven't haven't proven him guilty yet. So, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't do it. But I've always had that take, and that's what I've always done on my show is I'm not going to pass judgment or Monday morning quarterback until I get the totality of the experience, and then I'll weigh in on it. That's all I ever said about you, Um, and I'll still say that to this day because I've talked to many operators I've been in situations um, and and it it can't be put into words into the mainstream media Uh, it it would be like me trying to it would be like you trying to explain to me what it's like to be at a weigh in and Uh, talking shit face to face well
0: media doesn't lie either
3: (laughs) that's why I call it media right Well, Brent, we thank you so much, man. Thank you for all you do for our community. One last person to come up. He's somebody very special to me. Uh, Actually, we got two. We'll finish it off with an Ask Anthony. One more guy is very special to me. Uh, Deadleg Media, Josh from Deadleg Media, uh, retired officer. Uh, Is he here? Where'd he
0: go? He's sitting there there looking at you.
3: Oh, there he is. The lights uh, blinding me. Uh, Deadleg Media is a retired cop. uh, obviously, he's called Deadleg because he has a dead leg. That's why he's no longer a police officer. But uh, Deadleg uh, uh, came over to the Feather to Stop Network and Channel as a fact checker. Uh, he then got promoted to producer, and now he hosts our political news and writes uh, all the scripts. For our political news on Wednesday. So whenever I get into the thick of shit on Wednesdays, <laughs> it's all because of the stuff that. And listen, the guy's smarter
0: than anybody I've ever met. Is so, he always telling you don't say that? <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Oh everybody says that. Everybody don't says say that. that. Tansy, I be careful. Well, I MC'd a uh, skate contest this week, and I swear to God, like my wife the whole time was like.
0: You know it's, coming. I, you
3: did, know it's I did, coming. I did the whole I didn't mess up. I didn't say one cuss word. I didn't say one cuss word. Josh, I want to give it open because you never get to have the mic because uh, you're always behind the scenes. Wanted to bring you up. Give uh, Mr. Uh, Ken Shamrock here a question. So I guess
4: uh, the biggest question I would have is coming from grappling or and that kind of background. How different of an approach going into bare knuckle is it versus something like UFC or
0: even boxing? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big difference because especially from what I came from with the grappling and the striking and no holes barred, basically. So basically coming back from the ground technique and taking that completely out, it's basically me just separating because I trained in Muay Thai, obviously knees and elbows and all that. But it's basically just going back to the roots of what people wanted um, as opposed to you know looking at the whole thing with the MMA market or the no holes barred when I did it. So when I went back to do this, separated what i thought the fans did not want to see and i remember they kept saying stand them up stand them up so what i'm trying to do is go back to the beginning and give it more of that pure fighting i guess and back to the very beginning of what fighting used to be which is two guys standing out there bare knuckle fighting one another so to me i thought that was the most purest god-given talent is two guys standing there trying to knock the other guy out so that's kind of how we got to the valor and separating, it's real easy because you have to train in both separately. So whenever I was trained in, in the grappling, it was completely separate from striking. And when I was training in striking, I was completely separate from that. So it was pretty simple to separate the two and then just hold that one event. And it was already going on too there. Um, you're seeing thousands and thousands of views on social media where guys are fighting each other in backyards and in parks. So it was already out there. It was just us putting it together and organizing it and packaging it up to get it out to the people.
4: So for someone or like a proposal or like a fighter, someone that's wanting to try to get into this, is there a particular type of background you want to look for? Or if they came from just strictly grappling, is it very hard to transition to bare knuckle?
0: Up to this point, it hasn't. I think the hardest thing has been for boxers to transition into bare knuckle. Um, MMA guys seem, at, at this particular time, may change, but they seem to adapt a lot more because they fought with smaller gloves. So they're used to the size of gloves of blocking and parrying or pickaboo. When it's bare knuckle, there's none of that. You can't block any punches. You gotta use your footwork to move. So up to this point, I think it's been kind of more balanced where we have boxers in there, and they haven't done well against MMA guys that had decent hands but not world class. It's just different. And, but you also had boxers done well in our event, the one we had first, where a boxer actually beat one of the MMA guys, but it was a good fight. So I just I think because of the, the nature of the fight and the rules of the way they are, I don't think any individual has an advantage other than somebody that's just a tough guy comes in and wants to fight. But again, like I said, those gloves and the size of those gloves, not having them on your hands is a huge difference.
4: Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we could ask the next one. Uh, not to get too far ahead of Jacksonville, where is the next one going to be?
0: Yeah, we've got, I think, five of them planned out. Um, I know we're coming back here in March. I don't want to give the date because we want to make sure we have it you know, solidified. But we're also going to be in California next, then back here in March. So we've got a, we've got a few of them lined out. So. But we're excited,
3: and and, uh, I'm sure we'll be right back here or somewhere close by in March. Uh, We absolutely love the Island Girl Cigar Bar. That brings us to our final segment of the night tonight, brought to you by Getting a Grip on Things. Again, we are the Failure to Stop podcast channel. You go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you download uh, podcasts, and look us up. Failure to Stop. Leave us a five star rating and review. Leave all these guys, Anti Hero Podcasts. Leave them a five-star rating review. Getting a grip on things, five-star rating review. But uh, getting a grip on things, we've got Anthony over here. It's Ask Anthony. It's a segment that they end on their show. And you can ask this man anything you fucking want. Anything you want. You got to talk into the mic. Talk into the mic. How you guys doing? (laughs) And it's his birthday.
5: It is it's my his birthday.
0: birthday today. Yeah, but how am I supposed to ask him anything when I don't know who he is? Tell me about his background. <laughs> That's who it. Is
3: he? That you're looking at it. That his whole life is right there. Like this <laughs> is the biggest moment of his uh, life. You're big. looking at all of it. Uh, no, he is a, he's a character. I don't know how he got picked up on getting a grip on things, but they ask him things, and he has the most ridiculous answers, but he has an answer for everything, and it's just natural. And it's hilarious. I was walking by, and they had an empty seat, and they were just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it was like. And I, I, I literally watch their show just because I want to see what this asshole says every night. I don't know anything about him either, Ken. I, I have no idea what the fuck. I have no idea. No, he
0: forever, you still don't know him? Fuck. I've, I've known him
3: for, like, what, four months, five months? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know shit about him, though. I don't, I don't even know his name. No, I'm just teasing, Anthony. Uh, but, no, seriously, ask him anything. If you got a question, ask you want, you want me to practice? You want me to show you? Yeah. You want me to show you how it's done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pegging. Pegging? Question mark. Question mark pegging. Is this something go. you
6: enjoy, or something <laughs> that you like to? You seem passionate about pegging. <laughs> I, I don't know too much about it myself. <laughs> no, but. not not your no, stitch.
3: That's not my stitch. You ever tried it? No, no. Not no. once. No, can't do that. Really? No. That's you have a Good Lord. Huh? That's against the good wait, Lord. Wait, 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 wait. That's what, against the good Lord? What if
4: she was super hot? The girl of your dreams.
3: That's a no-go. Who, no girl Who is the hottest girl in the world to you? Oh, hottest girl in the world. In the mic. Talk in the mic. Man, that's a good question. I'm Who do you think is really, think's really, th- really hot right now? Really, really hot right now
5: would be. Man, wait. that's
6: a good question. You put me on the spot there. That's the first time he's not been able to answer a fucking question. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. The first time. Who is it?
4: You could literally know. name any female you right now. You, just, you look terrible. Do you even know
3: women? Do you know, any, do you know any women?
4: He slept with many women.
3: I've been single so hard for so long. Like, I don't even
5: care. I've like, Single for so hard for so long. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't. <It's
3: laughs> All they cause is problems and more money I don't have. Are you Some a virgin? Guys? No. No. All right, your turn. Yeah, one question. What do you want to ask him?
0: What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you? Probably this right now? <laughs> Asking about <Pegas. laughs>
3: got him. Oh, That's the most embarrassing guy. He just fucking stood me up on a high five. Just really, really. Oh shit, you want to talk to me now? Yeah, can we go back to <laughs> yeah, like hanging there? Alright, we'll leave the last question up to Tyler man I Hero. What do you got for him? Last question of the night.
4: So I'm a big proponent. Failure to stop and my podcast. One of our main goals is bridging the gap between the community and law enforcement. It's not the dancing stuff. It's not the fake Facebook videos. that He got his of... start
3: as a dancing TikTok No, I did cop. not. Do not listen to him. Do not listen to him. One of those cops <laughs> in his no.
4: thing. You know, right. he's like, There's actually a shirt up there that says defund dancing cops.
0: <laughs> I, did, I did see that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can we but, see a dance?
4: <laughs> if you answer a question no, about I, a woman.
3: I, he's probably got the one where it's like the cop that's got all of his gear laid out. Like fucking you cops know which one I'm talking about. And it's that hardcore music. And he's like. Holstering his gun, he's putting his fucking badge on. Like, what are they fucking doing? I don't know. I fucking hated this. Anybody, did, you're a female. When you see that, are you like, oh yeah? No, right? <laughs> it's so cringe, right? Like, what are you, fucking Rambo? Exactly.
4: Oh my God. Uh, hit
0: me with that night stuff. like this.
4: Like, I, I posted a picture at your way, and my union rep from Orlando hit me up. He goes, dude, are you going to be there tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, he's an FOP rep. And All he right. goes, dude, we've been working, Ken's been working with us for months. And he's like, I'm going to be there. And I just think it's, it's really cool that you're including law. Most people, it's not that they don't want to. It's a liability to include law enforcement because it's polarizing. A lot of people just stay out of it. So I think that's really cool. And my question for you was, as far as legality in states, is it kind of proportionate or uh, comparable to uh, when the USC started, where there was only
0: limited places where you can do this? Are you allowed to do this in every state? Or what's, what's that like? Yeah, it is. It's a lot like that. And again, fortunately for me, I was in the beginning of the UFC and I got to watch how it all played out. And it's, it reminds me a lot of the beginning of the UFC where it's not sanctioned in a lot of states, but you can go to any state and actually have the event. So it's not like it's illegal. You just have to get a license to do it. So right now we're in those beginning stages of, and I think it's more about the education part of it, just like the early UFCs where people looked at it and immediately most people tagged it as barbaric and animalistic, yeah. and these guys are dudes that come out of prison and got no brains, and it's really very very technical. And I think that's where Baron Uncle is right now, is is trying to, to educate the people on what bare knuckle is and the safety of bare knuckle because most people when they see it, they think, oh my God, somebody's gonna get killed. And it's the opposite of that. Whereas with the gloves, the four ounce gloves or the 16 or eight ounce gloves, it's much more dangerous long term than it is short term. So it really is right now with us being educating the people on what bare knuckle is. Wow.
4: Yeah, I didn't know that until tonight. (laughs) I had no idea. I was the one about four
3: hours ago and going,
4: God, this is barbaric.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would say that the whole time. That's
0: how it starts. My wife's asked
3: more questions about Valor bare knuckle fight, and she's like, really? They hit each other without any any gloves on? I'm like, yeah. She's like, they don't have any gloves on? And I'm like, no. That's what it means, bare knuckle. So no gloves? I'm like, I'm not going to do this you going to say night. that again?
0: No gloves? I'm not
3: going to do it all night. <laughs> Listen, Ken, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do for the community. Thank you to all the first responders out there tonight. Listen, if you see a first responder and he ain't got a beer in his hand, buy him a beer. Buy him a shot. My rum is up there. It's Instill Distilling Company rum. It's rum that I made with my own bare hands. It's about the only thing I'm good at in this world. This guy over here, Paul from Drums and Rums podcast, is drinking my rum. Of course, the guy with the rums podcast drinking my rum because it's fucking really good. So... Uh, thank you for that, homie. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys all. We'll see you tomorrow night at the Valor Bear Knuckle Fight at UNF. Yeah.